0: Welcome back to a- another episode of Marketing, Management & Money. This is one of our interview episodes. Uh, we actually really enjoy these because we get to meet a lot of interesting people who bring a lot to the table. Uh, in particular, today we are talking with Jason Falls. He is the author and creator of WinFluence. He is an influencer marketer and uh, this is something that uh, we here on Marketing, Management & Money probably don't delve into as much as we should. and so we decided to uh, bring in kind of an outside expert to share some, uh, some insight to, uh, you know, all about influence marketing, how to uh, really connect with influencers, speak their language and uh, grow your business. And so with that, Jason, why don't you take just a second and uh, give, give a high level overview, you know, what, what you do and, uh, and really influencer marketing, what, what is that all about?
1: Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad to be able to hopefully provide some insight and whatnot to everybody today. Um, so what I do, I, I'm, I'm actually a digital strategist at an, an advertising agency called Cornet in Lexington, Kentucky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, But I have a, a, a background in PR and journalism. And uh, back in the early to mid 2000s, I started working with clients who were asking a lot of questions about social media, social networks, blogging and things like that. And so I was kind of one of the early, you know, agency guys who was jumping in and saying, "Okay, here's how we can leverage these new communications channels for your business. So I've been uh, kind of in and around the social media, digital marketing space for about 15 years or so now, working with clients and brands on 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 all things digital and, and social and influencers and influencer marketing, quite frankly, is it shouldn't be smoke and mirrors magic to people. It's not new. We've put a new label on it,
0: sure.
2: Um,
1: but it's it's definitely not new. I mean, I'm a PR guy by trade, and so influence marketing is what I've been doing my whole career. Um, I've been reaching out to people who already have an established audience, people in the media and trying to partner with them, build relationships with them and pitch them ideas for their stories and their coverage that would you know, benefit my clients, myself, et cetera, whomever I'm working with. Right. And, and there's, there's a give and a take. Um, you know, some of the uh, old school media influencers that I worked with needed me because I was a conduit to uh, information from my clients that they wanted. Um, And then sometimes I needed to get information out to people through them that they didn't necessarily consider news, but there was a give and a take
0: there. Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's how I've looked at influence marketing when in terms of online influencers um, in Instagrammers and YouTubers and all that good stuff because it's really the same thing these are new media outlets they have established audiences they have influence over these people and i want to get in front of those people with a message maybe it's a brand maybe it's to promote myself or my book or my podcast or your podcast or whatever mm-hmm. and so i'm just trying to build relationships with these folks in order that we can benefit from one another and that's uh, you know sort of ultimately what influencer marketing in a nutshell is
0: okay okay so I I really appreciate that. Uh, Let's take just a second and uh, delve into a little bit. If, If people, as we get into this conversation, if people want to learn more about you, uh, how do they connect with you? And I'd like to put this in early in the show because a lot of times people, you know, they 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 start going and they're just like, oh man, this is great content, and they want more, and and they sure. they don't know how to reach out. So, uh, you know, how do people connect with you? Uh, what's your podcast? How do they get your book? You know, g- give give us the quick on that.
1: Okay, so I'm Jason Falls everywhere, uh, so I'm I'm easy to find at Jason Falls on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Okay, Jasonfalls.com is the website. Um, if you want to get straight to uh, the podcast, you can the front page of the website has a link to. The WinFluence podcast, which is the companion podcast for the book. Mm -hmm. Um, It also has a link to a podcast called Digging Deeper, which is a more broad marketing in general podcast I do with Cornette, the agency where I work. And there's a link there to the book as well. So JasonFalls.com is kind of your one-stop shop. It's got links to my social networks and, you know, love to connect and love to answer questions and help folks. So please connect with me there.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, with that, let's start getting into this. And This is where I kind of want to kick it off. A lot of times when we're working with small businesses and we start talking about, you know, these strategic partnerships and the importance it is of connecting these strategic partnerships, they don't even know where to begin. It's this whole idea. Of it's like, well, what do I just find someone who has a hundred thousand followers, and then you know, I, I I I shoot them a message, and it gets buried in the you know, <laughs> hope the, and pray that somehow by yeah. some miracle <laughs> that that mine stands they, out, yeah, <laughs> and 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 so they they pretty quickly get disheartened and they don't know where to go and and then they give up like, like that that happens all too often and it shouldn't happen so where do you just get started what's what's step one in this whole process i love
1: the fact that you you framed it that way because the the kind of the underlying theme of the book WinFluence, influence which the subtitle for everybody who wants to know is reframing influencer marketing to ignite your brand mm-hmm. and the reframing of influencer marketing is what the book is about which is to say You don't need someone with 100,000 followers on Instagram or some social network to participate in influence marketing. And I actually argue in the book that we got to stop calling it influencer marketing because that focuses on the channel, the person. And we need to start calling it influence marketing because what you're trying to do is influence people. Mm. And when you look at it through that lens, through that perspective, what I argue in the book, and this is for, for any business out there, small, medium or large, what you need to do is identify people who are influential over your audience, the audience you're trying to reach. Now, let me put that in a different context for you than Instagram and YouTube. Let's say I am a local uh, medical center, hospital, healthcare system, and I want to reach an audience of you know, moms, uh, because our children's hospital is where they really should take their kid for certain ailments and certain things, mm-hmm. because if they take them to another healthcare center or another clinic or whatnot, they're just going to route them back to ours because we have the subject matter expertise. So I'm trying to communicate a message to moms in a, in a single community my influencers aren't going to be on instagram or on youtube they're going to be presidents of the local pta organization they're going to be popular dentists and doctors in town they're going to be um, you know the 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 the, uh, organizers of dance troops and soccer teams right those are my influencers and so when you are participating in influence marketing rather than influencer marketing. You get your head out of the social network realm and you realize as long as I can find people who are influential over this audience and I can reach out to them and find a way to partner to give them contact uh, information, to give them content, to give them, um, you know, opportunities to enhance what they do in exchange for maybe communicating my message or just letting me be there with them, now all of a sudden you have permission to talk to that audience too.
2: Yeah, and I, I absolutely love that explanation of it. I've seen time and time again, as I'm sure you have, where people try to get in front of, quote unquote, their audience by approaching their audience from a completely foreign means, right? By by something they think is going to be popular or appealing to their audience like a super bowl commercial or whatever and it, it in no way is targeted toward their audience it's not something their audience is interested in and and then the, all that time and money and and energy and effort just completely falls flat like you've seen we've seen businesses go out of business from trying to approach you know their their influence marketing from this avenue and and it, it just doesn't work. You have to, like you're saying, you have to look at your audience and what appeals to them and and who in that space are, are influencers over them. That's true. I love it. And, and I love it.
1: the biggest the biggest mistake I think that that businesses make when they're dealing with uh, influencers, either online influencers or those who are influential offline. In the book, I kind of say, are you dealing with influencers or people or people of influence? And so people of influence is kind of the offline version of that, I guess, okay. uh, for lack okay. of a better term. but when you're when you're dealing with those, the biggest mistake businesses make is they just try to force it. They try to say, mm-hmm. okay, here's a coupon code just for your audience. Well, that's, that's OK. But what if I you have something of value? I mean, every business out there has subject matter expertise in whatever it is they do. Mm-hmm. Right. If you sell swimming pools, you got expertise on something that lots of other people don't have expertise on. So why don't you approach influencers who are, you know, posting about all the fun they're having in their backyard cookouts and things like that? And and, you know, talking about community events and say, hey, how can we bring some knowledge about, you know, putting in a swimming pool that will help your audience. Let's partner um, on how to do that. Because if you are just delivering a message one way and not collaborating with that influencer or paying attention to their audience, it's Mm -hmm. just going to sound like an ad and that's going to fall flat. If you're working with the influencer to find an interesting way to leverage their influence and their content to deliver your message to their audience, it's going to have a lot better lasting impact because it's going to be more genuine and truthful through that particular person.
0: Oh, see, I love what you're talking about because one of the challenges that I have all the time in working with small businesses is that marketing budget. Mm -hmm. And marketing can get so expensive so fast and I'll see, you know, I'll see a couple of variations. I'll see those businesses that spend too much money on their marketing because they don't really have the budget for it, but they're like, No, you gotta you spend money to make money. And I'm like, Oh, okay, there are some thresholds here. But more often I actually see those that are underfunded coming in and they're like, Okay, what can I get? You know, I wanna do a, a PPC campaign and I've got a hundred dollars. Like, well, don't, you know, but with what you're saying here, like if you have other collateral that might not be monetary so you know as as a business you're you're not you don't have the marketing budget that you wish that you had access to but you've got the expertise you've got the intelligence you've got the connections and you can leverage that because that's a currency you know if Mm -hmm. if, if you go out as you know as a business and you start connecting with people that need your connections then all of a sudden you're you're spending a currency that's not necessarily monetary but still has a high value and and so i really appreciate the fact that that you're kind of explaining that even in this, you know, this digital world where everyone thinks that everything has to go through social media. And I'm like, well, social media is a powerful channel, but so is a handshake and a conversation at, you Mm -hmm. know, at at, at the library with someone you bump into, like you can, you you can still market, uh, you know, many different ways, uh, whatever is available to you.
1: Right, so let me give you a, a quick example for your small business folks out there. Perfect. Uh, it, it, let's say you got a retail store. Doesn't okay. matter what what you sell, but let's say you've got a place where you want foot traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? And, and, and I'll let's use Pittsburgh as an example. So Pittsburgh is a as a city that I know a little bit about. My dad lived there when I was growing up, and I happen to know that they have a local. Uh, blog, uh, you know, podcast sort of entity that is very community focused, okay. right? So if I'm a retail location in Pittsburgh, and by the way, the name of this website and blog is, it's a Pittsburgh kind of thing. You got to understand it, but it's yajagoff.com, Y-A-J-A-G-O-F-F.com. Wow. And and, and it kind of is what you think it is, but that's kind of a Pittsburghese way of saying, hey, don't be a punk. It's like, hey, don't be a jagoff, right?
0: That's what that says. I nice. anyway. love it.
1: So... Uh, uh, John and Rachel at jagov.com, Uh they have this podcast. They have a blog. They do a lot of community-relation stuff. If I'm a retail location in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to them and say, hey, um, could, would you li- guys like to set up and do your podcast live for my show at some point? I would be more than happy to host you, and we'll, if you're a restaurant, we'll feed you and all that good stuff. We would be honored to have you. Now, in some cases with big radio stations and whatnot, that's a live remote. you got to pay for it, and it's a sponsorship and all that good stuff. But if it's a local podcast that's still trying to build an audience and get attention, they're going to be like, hell yeah, we'll come set up in your place. What you're doing there is you are just providing a venue and being a good host – And capitalizing on influence marketing because you're getting in front of somebody else's audience and you're not having to pay a dime for it. So try to think of those partnerships where you can just provide what you have, not necessarily money, just provide what you have. Maybe there's people out there who will exchange telling people in their audience about you just in exchange for product. Depending upon what your product is, that might work too. So don't think of it in terms of, i got to write a check. Think of it in terms of what value can I provide and and ask for some value in return.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That's great. So, I, I kind of want to take advantage of the fact that, uh, that we've got you on the show and we can pick your brain uh, because I, I know that people can pick up your book and they can read it and they can get a lot of this content from that. They can go to your website. They can listen to your podcast show. But one of the things that I'm going to ask you to do, if it's okay, is I, I kind of want to get into some of the stories. Uh, I mean, you, you, you mentioned that you've been doing this for over 15 years uh, and especially in the digital marketing realm. I I mean, in some professions, 15 years, it's a respectable amount of time, but like in digital marketing, 15 years, I I mean, that, that, that's an insane amount of time. That's that's forever.
1: (laughs) And, and so that's the most polite way anyone's ever called me old, by the way.
2: I'll take it. Kindness is one of our mantras (laughs) around here.
0: But I, 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 I wonder if you could jump in and share some of the stories, some of the experiences. And, and, and they can be, you know, the stories that make you laugh. They can be the stories that make you cry that say, hey, look, don't do this. But, uh, but could, could we get personal a little bit here on the show and, and, and hear some of your experience?
1: Well, sure. Um, I mean, uh, golly, that's a, that's a a big bucket, a big door to swing open, (laughs) (laughs) try to share some experiences with. Um, I think, you know, probably uh, here. Okay, here's a really good um, you know uh, idea and story that I think some folks out there will will gravitate to because especially if you're in the professional services world, so you're an accountant or you're an attorney or you do you know some or or you're at an agency, you're a marketer, right?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, we get a kind lot of, the, of those.
1: W- the way that I became influential in the marketing space, I think, is a really good case study and example of how to do it. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back. But I was in a position, I had spent the first 15 years of my career basically as a PR guy in college athletics. So I was the guy who conducted the press conferences after the game with the coaches and the players and okay. wrote the game notes for the media and stuff like that. It's a very niche you know, sort of thing. When I got out of that and I started working in a mainstream marketing advertising PR firm, one of the uh, you know, things that I was uh, working on was I was trying to come up with really good ideas on using social media and blogs and whatnot for one of our clients. And I had some ideas because I had dabbled in blogging and whatnot personally. And so I was you know, throwing out some ideas to a client. And my client said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to become known in the digital marketing, internet marketing space so that you can tell our case studies as we build them. So what Mm -hmm. I want you to do is start going to the conferences, start going to the networking events, start getting out there and being seen in the space, network with the people who are influential already in the space, because you're smart enough that once you start talking to them, you'll become one of them, too. Mm -hmm. So I had this client who just saw something in me, I guess, and had a lot of faith (laughs) in me to go do that. So basically, I spent about a year going to a bunch of conferences and events, which you can do either on scale, in, you know, on a national scale and go to all the big conferences in your industry, or you can do it, you know, in a very small market and just go to the, you know, the the Chamber of Commerce events and the Neighborhood Business Association events and stuff like that and network with the people who are influential and make the decisions in those organizations and those events and whatnot. And what I did over time was I got myself in front of the influential people in social media, PR and digital marketing. The first time I did it, I was at a a conference in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. not a bad place to be at a conference. Right. (laughs) And, um, uh, there was a guy named Chris Brogan, who at the time was like the biggest name in social media. He was the the guru of businesses working in social. Uh-huh. And so I kind of pestered him for a couple weeks prior to the conference to say, hey, let me take you for to dinner. Uh, I've got some clients that are doing some cool things I want to tell you about. I just want to you know, meet you, get to know you. Now, prior to this conference, I had commented on his blog. I had con- had conversations with him on Twitter. So I had, he knew who I was because I was a fan follower, you know, someone active in his community we get to this conference we go to dinner and we have a fantastic evening out with a couple of other friends get to know each other real well in the middle of this evening i've known this guy for two hours in person i've known him for a few months online i've known him for two hours in person he says hey i've got some friends uh at the mandalay bay across the street let's walk over there and have a drink with them i'm like okay so we go across the street we walk into the bar And if I had a top 10 list of the most (laughs) people in digital marketing, eight of them were standing right in front of me. Wow. And so in one night, I became connected to all these people. And it didn't take long for them to start reading my blog and follow me on social networks. And now all of a sudden, I was sort of in the midst of it that can happen with anyone at any level in any business in any market it's really about networking with the people that you want to get in front of people whose audiences maybe you want to get in front of and you know just contributing to the conversation being a good friend being a good partner sharing ideas telling stories and that's a really good way for you to kind of build your own thought leadership and
0: credibility in what you're doing oh that's great that's great
2: so if you're good at making friends (laughs) (laughs)
0: this is your realm, (laughs) which that's, that's
1: one way of looking at it, but to to all you introverts out there, this is the digital space you, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. You don't have to leave your house to do this.
2: Yeah. Right. You can
1: do this on social networks. You can do this on your computer. You don't even have to have a real picture for your avatar. I would advise it because people want to see a human being, but introverts can do this too.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. So you've talked a lot about networking and i've gone to networking events you know i've done the the speed networking which i personally am not a huge fan of the speed networking uh you know i i don't know if uh the speed dating ever works i've never tried that but uh (laughs) like most of these networking things are not how I build my network. Uh, most of the time, it's in more of an authentic uh, situation, uh, and that's me. But I kind of want to hear from you because you've mentioned networking several times now in this conversation, and it. I, what I'm hearing is that influence marketing and networking, you know, they're 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 partners here. You, you you've they got are. you've yeah, got go it, hand you to put hand. them together. Yeah, so. Give, give some advice for our listeners that are out there. I mean, you did talk about how, you know, it's it, the, the, the playing field has been leveled for the introvert. But still, let's get to kind of some, some of the nuts and bolts. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm listening, and I'm thinking, okay, there's some good stuff here, but I, I try and network. I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, what, what do you recommend? Have
1: a goal, okay? So the guy that I mentioned, Chris Brogan, yeah. Um, who I connected with. And then he introduced me to all these other people. Well, I had a goal of and, and at the time, I'm not certainly not ashamed to admit this. I was working with bourbon companies. So uh, I happened to be uh, representing Makers Mark Bourbon at the time. I, the agency I worked for was their agency of record. Mm-hmm. So my goal with Chris was to make sure that he was ready and willing to talk about Makers Mark and what we were doing when we had something useful for his community to learn from. So our plans were to build better social networking capabilities for the Makers Mark Ambassadors program, which was a kind of a gold standard word-of-mouth marketing program. And I was going to launch the first blog in the spirits industry with Bill Samuels Jr., who was the CEO of the company. Okay, wow. Um, So nobody in the spirits world was doing social media at this point. So I knew we had those plans. My goal was to get in front of Chris and develop a relationship with him beyond just commenting on his blog posts. So we went out to dinner. I got to know him in person. I followed up with him and gave him a couple of uh, you know, case studies from other clients that I knew about, connected him with some other friends, just tried to be a really good contributor to him and what he was doing. Mm-hmm. When we launched the Maker's Mark blog, I reached out to him and said, hey, I've got something that I'm working on with a client that you might be interested in. He thought it was amazing, loved it, and told his audience about it. Several people in his audience called me and wanted to be on wanted me to come talk about it on their podcasts or wanted me to write a guest post sure, on their yeah. blogs about it, et cetera. And then fast forward another couple of years, we invite Chris and some members of his team to Louisville, Kentucky, to come and stay for a couple of days, speak at an event that my agency was involved with, and take him down to the distillery for Makers Mark and put him on a tour. To this day, probably once or twice a month, he talks about going to Maker's Mark in Laredo, Kentucky yes. and the experience he had there. And so that's the kind of have a goal and understand, I want to get this brand in front of that person so that they just believe in it and they love it and they're passionate about it. And you do that by just being a good friend, just mm-hmm. connecting with them and having a constant yeah. flow of communication. Doesn't always have to be about Maker's Mark. Sure. And it, it normally isn't, quite frankly. Right. But when there's an opportunity then to say, hey, let me show you something they're going to pay
2: attention. Well, and I loved how, I love how natural that progression is, right? It's not anything that's forced. It's not, uh, you're not sitting down to write out a contract and say, Hey, I've got 5 million followers and you're going to provide me with X in order to, you know, it's, there's, there isn't any of that. It's just this relationship building. What can I do for you? I have this goal and, and letting it play out like it naturally should. Right. Mm And, and
1: yes, and here's the, here's the trick, because I know a lot of people are out there thinking, yes, but what if I need to move the needle fast? What if I need to drive revenue this month, right? It's, it's, it's not either, or it's both. You want to find these influential people to build relationships with over time so that two or three years from now, all you have to do is pick up the phone call and they're going to help you. Mm. Okay. But in the short term, you can actually start out by reaching out to them and saying, Hey, I have a new product, or we're having a grand opening, or we're having an event, or we're doing something, and I need help getting the word out about it, um, what can I provide to you uh, that would make it relevant for you to collaborate with me to tell your audience about this thing? And then beyond that, how can we work together over time so that you get really good stuff and really good value from me? And you know, when I have something that your audience might be interested in, then I can you know bring that to you if you go at it with what's in it for them on the front end you'll have you'll you'll find that a lot more people will be responsive to you than if you reach out to them and say hey can i give you something to tell your audience about because that's not necessarily what's in it for them that's what's in it for you right so flip it and say how can i be helpful to you in the long term And, oh, by the way, in the meantime, I'm really trying to do something in the short term. Maybe that is a transactional relationship. Maybe it's I pay you for a post or, you know, we do something much more contractual and formal now. But keep nurturing that relationship because eventually those the people that are going to gravitate to you and you want to gravitate to you are going to because they like what you do. They like who you are and they like the product that you provide. Yeah.
0: Now, I'm glad that you brought something up that really is important when you get into this influence marketing space. And you said, you know, go ahead and pay them for a post. We've talked organically for the bulk of, uh, of this interview. And um, what if, should someone who is trying to build that up, should they start? buying that influence and i'm talking about the small business because it's a different game when you start talking corporate america we all know that coca-cola and nike and adidas are spending you know hundreds of millions if not billions on purchasing you know influence but but I'm talking about the small business. What what is your take on should they go out and purchase? Is it a combination? Do they need a little bit of paid, a little bit of organic? Uh, you know what 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 is your experience said about going down that road?
1: I think it's whatever works. You know whatever you need to do to break that ice, to start that relationship, to get the ball moving on what you're trying to accomplish. I for for most small businesses. They, I mean, there's a lot of influencers out there that you know have a big head and think that they're not going to do anything for less than five thousand dollars or whatever, and and there's those are fewer and farther between than you think. Mm-hmm. Most people you approach as a small business and say, "Hey, I'd like to try to find a way to collaborate." I'm a small business. This is what I do. They're going to know you don't have a million dollar marketing budget. They're right. going to know that you're you can't just be throwing out cash. But if you approach them by saying, here's what I do bring to, to the table, I can provide you with product, I can provide you with travel, I can provide you with expertise and knowledge, I can provide you all of the different things that you bring to the table that are more intrinsic than extrinsic. If you bring that and say, here's what's in it for you in this relationship, I can help you become smarter about X and therefore you become the thought leader to your audience about that topic. Now, all of a sudden, they start to see value in the relationship and they're not worried so much about how much you're paying them. Mm. Some of them are going to say, look, this is how I make my money. I can't pay a mortgage with, you know, a coupon and I can't feed my kids with, you know, best wishes and a pat on the back. I need you to pay me. <laughs> and and in that case, you have a decision to make. Is their audience the right audience? Is it big enough? and will this influencer translate what it is you want them to translate to that audience in such a way that it will motivate them to go purchase if the you know the net is that you get an ROI over you know 200 250% then absolutely pay that influencer mm-hmm. if you don't feel like it's going to work that way or you want them to kind of prove their worth first then just negotiate with them and try to figure out how you can do something to understand what kind of impact they can have on their audience on your behalf before you get uh, too deep into it. The biggest fails that you see in influence marketing are brands and businesses that go to an influencer and just blindly say, we want our content or our product in front of your 50,000 followers. Here's a check. Please save these things. And they don't realize that that influencer is an influencer and they have an audience but they don't have influence. They can't make them do something. And so that's where you see a lot of people getting frustrated with influencer marketing because they don't work with influencers that they know can motivate their audience to do something.
0: Yeah. We, we had an experience where, uh, and this was, uh, uh, this was someone that reached out to us and, you know, they, they had connected with a celebrity and they were putting on a show and they wanted, um, you know, they wanted us to be part of their show. And as we were going through, you know, I mean, we we, we, we entertained the, you know, the proposal and uh, we were kind of looking at it. But, but as we kind of went through this, I'm like, yeah, the, the celebrity, uh, it was someone that I knew. And since I don't really follow those circles, I'm like, well, you know, it's got to have some, you know, carry some weight because I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not kind of that uh, encore tabloids, you know, type person, <laughs> and 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 so. Uh, but at the end of the day, the numbers just didn't didn't add up. You know, the mm. the the cost and the benefit, and and so that's one thing that that I've always looked at is okay, what uh, you know, what what is the exchange, and and what would the break even have to be. Because sometimes, you know, if you are spending that kind of money, what, what do you want from them? What's the, what's the ongoing, you know, because if it's mm-hmm. a one and done, and, and I've seen that happen a lot too. Businesses, they, you know, they put a lot of money into something. They get the shout out, but then there's no follow up. And it's like, well, okay, well, right. you're done. Well,
1: and you, you also have to go back to your goals too, right? So yeah. if I want to move 50,000 units of a product in 48 hours, I'm taking out a Super Bowl commercial. Because that's probably going to work, right. especially if the, the product is low cost. In in using influence marketing, if I need to move a lot of units fast, I'm going to invest a lot of money in a big celebrity influencer. Like if I, if I sell lipstick or perfume, I'm getting a Kardashian and I'm getting a Jenner because they've got <laughs> umpteen million followers. And if they say, go buy this lipstick, a couple hundred thousand people are going to go buy that lipstick. It just happens. That's yeah, why yeah. they... You know, they, they they are getting paid a lot of money for their uh, influencer marketing stuff because they work, right? They mm-hmm. have enough people that a small percentage of the people, even a small percentage of 15 million followers is a lot of people, right? <laughs> it's and it's so, a lot of purchases. And so if, if you can get 2% of hundred of 15 million people to go buy your product tomorrow because you bought a Instagram post for $100,000, if the math works out and the product produces more than $100,000 in revenue, you win, mm-hmm. all right? The problem is, is that most people go to influencers of that size with the goal of awareness, not transactions. And mm-hmm. so they say, I'm going to pay 50 grand for one post from this big celebrity. And I want, I hope that I sell, you know, 25,000 units of whatever it is I'm selling, yeah. but the influencers post is them holding the product saying, this is really cool. Right. It's not click this button to buy. Right. So you have to think about the goal of what you're doing. If your goal is to move product. Then you need shoppable images. You need calls to action. You need links to click through so people can purchase it. You need to hope that the purchase price isn't very high because the larger the purchase price, the longer the buying cycle, the more consideration uh, the customer has to have. One post isn't going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going at them with awareness, then you say, okay, should I spend $50,000 with this one big celebrity for one post one time that's going to get a bunch of people aware of, of me for a few seconds? Or should I take that $50,000 and spread it out over, uh, you know, 50 influencers who have 10,000 followers and do it over the course of three or four months so that I have a constant flow of influential people talking about me to this audience. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you're creating awareness. So there's just smarter Mm -hmm. ways to use the money depending upon your goal.
2: Well, and, and I, and I love how you took the approach of understanding what your goal is and You know you kind of alluded to you you can't just make the assumption that because awareness happens that sales will follow i think i think that's a a really big mistake that we see a lot among entrepreneurs and small business owners is that they they think they have this assumption that well if they see it then somebody's gonna buy it
1: well hey bmw does a great job of creating awareness but do you guys drive a bmw i don't drive a bmw i don't drive a bmw right
0: I mean, but but there's a lot of that. They
1: know. They know if they invest in that awareness over time, enough people are going to convert and and aspire to have a BMW and buy it, in -hmm. order for them to make their money. BMW is never going to pay. Uh, One celebrity, Jay-Z or Beyonce or any of the car, they're never going to pay one celebrity a one-time thing to try to sell cars. They're going to invest in someone over time to create a story and an atmosphere and an aspiration around their car so that it over time convinces people that that's in their consideration set.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Okay, uh, and oh my gosh, there's so much that we could cover and I'm thoroughly enjoying this, but uh, we do have some time restraints that we're going to do, so I'm going to throw out one one last thought that I want you to, to touch on here, and that is I want to look at this from the flip side. So we've talked uh, entirely about small businesses reaching out to influencers. One of the things that I've noticed in the businesses that I've worked with is that some of these businesses are much stronger influencers than they realize. Mm-hmm. And that's part of their business. Like they they are actually the influencer. And, and I've seen some that do a great job of leveraging that, diversifying their revenue streams because now they're making revenue off of influencing. But I've seen others that just walk around almost blind to the fact that, you know, when they say something, they have a couple dozen people that automatically shift behavior. And it's not, you know, like like we've been talking about, you know, some of these big ones that, uh, you know, the Kardashians are going to have a couple hundred thousand people react. I'm like, sure. But, uh, you know, if you're still able to influence a hundred people, a thousand people, that's a lot of influence. And so would you talk on, you know, if you are an influencer, what, what you can do, how you can incorporate that? Because everyone thinks that to be an influencer, you have to like set out to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not an influencer because I don't have a YouTube channel. It's like, <laughs> I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> no,
1: you're absolutely right. There are lots of businesses. Um, and probably more more frequently than individual businesses there's individual people at those businesses kind of the face and the voice like maybe the local bank doesn't have a big social following or a bunch of of impact or influence based on their you know online content but the you know VP for sales or marketing or the CEO of that bank is known in town. People know this person they have access to money they are you know a player in the financial world in that in that community. Um, I see a lot of executives at businesses, a lot of business owners who think, well, I need to leverage influencer marketing, but if they really just kind of turned on these channels and shared their knowledge and their expertise with people, they would see a good number of people would flock to them just to understand more about whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm a local attorney, or if I'm a local, um, uh, accountant, I am. I'm. I'm posting some financial tips on Instagram as a little image with a little you know text over photo. Little hey, hey here's tax tip number one, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to keep doing that because my business is now going to become influential for people that are looking for advice on that. And how many people are looking for advice on that? A lot. Everybody. Right? Yeah. especially in April. (laughs) Exactly. So I I actually interviewed for, for my podcast that it just actually published today, the day we're, we're, uh, we're recording this. I interviewed a young lady by the name of Jamie Lieberman, who is an attorney in New York city. Mm -hmm. There's lots of attorneys in New York city. She distinguishes herself by, uh, basically publishing uh, a blog. She has a podcast and whatnot. Where she tells people who are individual content creators, whether it's a comedian or a musician or an online influencer, here are the things that you need to watch out for from a legal perspective. Here's how to approach contracts. Here's how to approach sponsorships. Here's how to approach uh, FTC disclosure, right? She puts all this free advice out there because she knows when one of them gets in trouble, who are they going to call? They're going to call the lawyer that they're used to getting free advice from, Right. right? So put yourself in the position of leveraging what you know and what you're good at to build an audience for yourself, and then you don't necessarily have to rely on other influencers down the road. And I would also add to that, look at your vendor partners, because sometimes your vendor partners have nice online channels and talk to the same audience so you can use them as an influencer but you can also build content for yourself and tap into them for their expertise and now all of a sudden you don't have to come up with the content you're just asking them questions mm-hmm. but you're building influence for your own business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, Jason, <laughs> I I feel like this could go on and on. I've loved it. This is I love like, talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really cool topic for me. Um it's it's definitely something that I think is is not understood as well as it, it should be and needs to be, especially among small businesses. So we thank you so much for your time. Um, we look forward to having further conversations with you in the future and and being better at influencing our networks.
1: You're very welcome. I'm honored to be on the show. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. Take care. We'll take catch care. you next time. Take control of your business today. Go to tabletwise.com and search marketing management and money for the clarity you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.